All right, for this episode, you're getting grumpy old man Roy. <laughs> Sometimes being in the copywriting market can be really frustrating, especially, especially if you're one of those people who actually really loves and engages with the, the deep skill building that is available inside copywriting, like who has a passion for the craft of copywriting, of marketing, and who loves the, the deep strategy of it. Because there's a lot of people in this market who really don't, who are not excited about the craft, who are not trying to become great at what they do, who are, are, are not interested in becoming a sophisticated marketer. And instead, they're just looking for the fastest, easiest route to the paycheck, preferably without any work or responsibility involved. So <laughs> with that in mind, I have this question. Are you a leader or a follower? And let's start with why I sometimes hate copywriters and marketers. And, and it's not just copywriters and marketers, by the way. It's anybody who displays these same characteristics. It starts with a recognition that I had really early on that copywriting is a um, it is a career. It can be a business. Well, OK, it is a skill set. It can be a career. It can be a business. Um, it can be a great way to make an income for yourself. It is also often sold as a business opportunity with all the trappings of business opportunity market. Marketing. Um, so business opportunities largely are sold as here's a quick way, quick and easy way to make money with XYZ mechanism. And in this case, we can insert copywriting as the XYZ mechanism. And the way that the ads are written, they primarily attract people who are looking for an easy button. You know, press this button, money comes out. They're, they're looking for, you know, a casino jackpot, whatever. <laughs> Right. I just want the easiest way to make the most money possible. Now, I don't disagree that that desire is a bad thing or, you know, is a good thing or whatever. Like it's it's OK to want to make the maximum amount of money with the least effort possible. And at the same time, um, copywriting isn't really an easy button. Marketing is not really an easy button. Uh, it is sold to you over and over and over and over and over again as an easy button. But the people who are doing the selling, as well as people who are successful in copywriting and marketing beyond the business opportunity market are often working uh, pretty hard to, uh, they're, they're hustling pretty hard to create the success that you see. And I, it kind of sucks because I've, I've, towed this line, you know, and, and I'm always telling the truth about this. And in, in some sense, I'm, I'm here on my moral high horse saying copywriting is hard. Copywriting is something that, you know, you should only do if you're willing to be serious about developing the skills, developing the talent, developing the understanding, the strategy, the thinking, right? And it's a bit of a moral high horse position. And in some ways, it would be a whole lot easier to make a lot more money off of you if I got off my moral high horse and just sold you the next hot opportunity in copywriting. You know, if instead of saying, well, AI is something that we should um, 
you know, that that's not living up to the hype, that's not living up to the promises. I could have just said, I have a thousand AI prompts for you and they'll make you an amazing copywriter, amazing marketer, they'll make you a million dollars and you won't even have to think about it, right? I could have hopped on that bandwagon, which is now dying, um, uh, because it turns out that what I said from the beginning was true. I could jump on all sorts of different opportunities and um, and promote the heck out of them. And I could, you know, sell you the latest business opportunity in copywriting and marketing and probably make a ton of money off of you. But I've chosen not to do that. Uh, and I've chosen not to exploit you as a follower. Um, I, I don't know if that's that's right or wrong, but it's definitely the path that I've taken. Uh, and I think I've taken it because of the bad taste that has that I've gotten in my mouth from paying attention to this over the years. It, followers end up giving leaders a bad name. So this happens over and over again. You know, somebody comes on the market with a new opportunity. They're a new leader. And oftentimes they're selling it at at significantly inflated price. And there is this mindless influx of people looking for that easy button, right? And that mindless influx is really the problem here. The mindless um, belief in somebody who proclaims to have a new way, a new opportunity, who wants to get up on their soapbox and be your new leader. You know, if you don't think critically about that, that's the problem. That's the problem. What it leads to in the context of copywriting and marketing is an oversupply of big promises from underqualified opportunity chasers. I'll repeat that, an oversupply of big promises from underqualified opportunity chasers. Now, let me break that down a little bit because um, I've seen it happen over and over again. You know, somebody puts out this new opportunity and for example, and I've been involved with these and it, that's where the bad taste in my mouth started. Somebody puts out a new opportunity and Inside teaching that opportunity, they give you a template email that you could use to approach potential clients to sell them this new service, this new opportunity, right? Suddenly, from the other side of it, everybody is getting the exact same email with like, you know, Mad Libs fill in the blank replacements of this thing, this thing, this thing replaced, but it's still the same email. And it's full of these big promises for this particular service, whatever it is, right? So there's this, this oversupply of big promises because everybody's using the same email that was written by a really good marketer from underqualified people who didn't even think about maybe putting the email in their own voice or putting their own spin on it or figuring out how to take ownership of this service and make it their own, right? Underqualified because... They don't really understand it. They're just copying something that they see, like, and they're doing it superficially, right? Underqualified opportunity chasers. They're opportunity chasers because they bounce from one of these to the next, all looking for the next, um, you know, easy button, right? Whatever, whatever is going to make them the most money in the least time. Um, and it just leaves a bad taste in everybody's mouth and the people who are actual leaders inside these different skill sets that are being sold as opportunities, the people who know how to do this 
um, you know, they get clumped in with all these opportunity chasers who are underqualified and uh, oversell their services. And the problem is not necessarily following someone's method. Now, I, I do offer training on, for example, copywriting and VSL copywriting and uh, marketing and, and all these different ways to grow a business or to help your clients grow their businesses. And simply learning from training, developing yourself, following a method that has worked before, that's not necessarily the problem. And you can still be a leader and do that, right? The problem, again, goes back to that word of mindless. Someone doing this in a completely thoughtless way where they're just chasing one easy button opportunity after another. And even when you're new, even when you are entering a market, even when you were first developing a skill, you can be a leader. The, the, the ticket here is you have to be willing to exercise independent thought. You have to be thoughtful about how can I take what I'm learning from, you know, maybe XYZ opportunity and how can I apply it to this new situation, this new scenario and do it in my own particular way, leveraging the expertise that's conveyed through whatever it is that I'm learning. So learning copywriting from Roy, it's not necessarily that you're going to try and copy Roy's exact copywriting methodology, but you're going to say, okay, what principles and strategies are being used? And this is why I often teach from principles and strategies. What principles and strategies are being used and how do they apply in my unique situation, right? And then one thing leaders do is make courageous decisions. Make courageous decisions, even if they end up being wrong. And so you have to be willing to make a decision, acknowledging that you know, you, you, you wouldn't have to make a decision if the path ahead of you was 100% clear, right? So you have to make a decision and you have to figure out, it, does, does this work? You know, did I succeed? Or am I learning, right? Um, am I learning because something didn't work as well as I thought? And so you make these courageous decisions and you learn from them. Um, sometimes they're wrong and you get some big lessons and other times they're right. And, you know, it, can at least tell you that that worked in that particular scenario. And the other thing that leaders do is they admit limits, but they push them, right? So uh, when you are starting out and you have some limits going on and you're not, this, I mean, this, this, this goes into the, the overpromise and under, under deliver thing. If you have limits and you are, um, truthful about them to yourself, that does not preclude you. It doesn't prevent you from taking advantage of an opportunity. What it does is it sets reasonable expectations. It says, hey, I know that I don't know everything and I'm still willing to do the work to figure it out. I'm still willing to do the work to create success even if I don't know exactly how to create that success from the beginning. And that's what pushing the limits is, right? It's, it is taking courageous action. It's making courageous decisions and taking courageous action uh, just at the edge of your capability so that you can create ever greater success. And importantly, you probably need to deal with your head trash. We all have things that hold us back. We all have things that make us, for example, want to chase the easy button instead of being willing to do the hard work. And those are things that we have to be willing to 
deal with if we are going to create whatever success that we want. And that makes us a leader. Even, honestly, when we are following methods that we're learning from other people. I'm constantly learning from other people. The thing is, I'm integrating it all and making it into my own path, my own um, set of actions. And I encourage you to do the same. My call to action for you at the end of this episode, number one, don't forget to like and subscribe so you can get more content like this delivered to you. Links in the description to subscribe by email as well. Ask yourself, how can you use this? Like, what, what is your takeaway? What's your thinking that is... Um, that is going to make this a useful lesson going forward. You can leave that as a comment with this episode as well. And if you want the kind of thinking that will make you a better copywriter, make you a better marketer, I offer over 200 hours of combined courses in BTMS Insiders. It's my streaming library of copywriting and marketing courses. And you can check the link in the description to sign up for that. I'm Roy Fur, this Breakthrough Marketing Secrets, and I'll see you again in the next episode. Thank you once again for tuning in to this daily episode of Breakthrough Marketing Secrets. Remember, check out the links with this episode for even more value. Now make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe, and engage in every way you can to keep this show going and growing and delivering daily value to you. I'll catch you soon for your next big breakthrough.